Emily says, sprinkles don't go on donuts. And what kind of wild take is that? Welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a Hallmark review podcast. I'm Megan, and I'm a longtime Hallmark movie fan. I'm Wendy, and I'm a former Hallmark hater. Today, we're discussing Guiding Emily, which originally aired on the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries channel on Friday, September 8th. We'd love for you to connect with us. When you're not listening to the podcast, we're around. You can follow us on Instagram. We're both talking girls gone Hallmark at Girls Gone Hallmark, and all things Megan and Wendy, non-Hallmark related, at Megan and Wendy. Jump into our Girls Gone Hallmark Facebook group. Lots of conversation over there this weekend. People had lots to say about the two new movies this weekend. Yes, I loved it so much. Before we talk about this movie, I just have one little Hallmark news and note. Oh, I have one too. Okay. Go ahead. You go first. Hallmark actors Marco Grazzini and Elvina August welcomed a baby girl together recently. I, oh, Marco, he played the chef in that movie. Yeah. Okay. Right in front of me. Is that what you're yes. thinking of? Yes. He was also recently on Hearts in the Game. He also has a recurring role on Virgin River. Oh. Um, Alvina August has only been in one Hallmark movie. As far as I can tell, and it is a second chance at love. Um, she's also had roles on The Good Doctor, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, a TV series called Animal Control. Yeah. Starring Joel McHale. No idea who this person is. But I'm happy for them. Congratulations. Congratulations. I have a note. Hmm. It's It might be a little bit old, but uh, Andy McDowell, who we know as... What's her name on that Del. show? Del. On the way home. Honestly, last week I could not remember the name of the way home. Oh. I was like, I'm losing my mind, literally. Um, anyway, she recently quit Instagram, declaring that she's, quote, tired of the world. Of course, this was after the wedding of her daughter, Margaret Qualley and Jack Antonoff, and the mob that showed up to creep on guest Taylor Swift. That was real ugly. I know. I was very disappointed in the Swifties who created such a scene for that wedding. Right? Like, let her go to this wedding. Let people have their day. Yes, I know. Do you, what? My question is, in your mind, like, you're the person waiting outside that wedding. What do you I'm think I'm the Swiftie waiting to see. Get She's going to be like, oh, my gosh, thank you for being here. Be my new best friend. No. Like, what? How is that going to endear you to her? You think she's going to take a picture of you? Never. You just want to catch a glimpse from far away of I her know. being hustled into a car? I don't understand the motivation there. I'm going to be honest. Mm -hmm. So if you were the mother of the bride, would you be pissed off at the world, too? <laughs> I'd be pissed. Yeah. Look, I'm not the kind of person who wants to meet celebrities. Mm -hmm. Like, for example... My husband and son went to a concert two weeks ago, and my parents also were at that concert with my aunt and uncle, who they had gotten VIP passes for, because mm -hmm. my aunt and uncle are, like, big into, like, meeting people, and they did the whole, like, meet and greet oh, gotcha. before the yeah. show. Mm -hmm. That holds no interest for me. Mm. Like, if I'm going to meet a famous person, I want it to be organic. 
Oh, I want to like run into that person on the street and strike up a conversation. Like when you're dropping your dog off at doggy daycare. And there's a super famous person who shares. <laughs> it's not doggy daycare. It's training. Okay. But yes, my trainer also trains a dog of a, I guarantee every single person listening, this is really, really the demo for that person. Yeah. I'm not going to out them, but would be like, oh my gosh, like better than Taylor I'm Swift like, for our demo. oh my gosh. Yeah, I was too. And immediately got in to make sure that it was in fact that person. <laughs> so for me, that's an interaction that I am excited about, uh-huh. right? Because we're on an equal playing field. Got it. I'm not like, please say hi to me and meet me and mm-hmm. make me feel good. Because I feel like sometimes as lovely as I think people are, I would worry the entire time that that interaction that I'm having in a meet and greet scenario isn't genuine. Well, even of course if it it's is. not because you've paid for it now. Okay, but let me put you in this position. You and I are doing a podcast tour and we ha- offer a VIP <laughs> ticket. Put it in the universe, Wendy. <laughs> okay, go ahead. It's going to happen. <laughs> and we've offered a VIP, like meet and greet option. Yeah. So people can, which happens. People uh, do that. Yeah. I would genuinely be excited to meet anybody who was a listener of the show. So would I. But why do I assume that someone else meeting a fan of theirs wouldn't be excited about that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So anyway. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, before we move on to our review of Guiding Emily, can we talk just quickly about a podcast review that we recently received? Oh, sure. Um, can we pull it up? Yeah. First, I want to say thank you to those who have left reviews. Mm-hmm. We need them. We love them. They help us tremendously. Let me compliment sandwich this. Can we read a recent positive review? Yes. This is from listener Missy Faye, who says, love listening to you guys. Every time I'm in the car, I plug in. And Missy Faye, we love that. Thank you. So why don't you read the review that wasn't so great? Two stars. How do you do a movie podcast with no recap? They want to talk about movies without a recap about what even happens in said movie. I'm so confused. I guess I have to watch the movie first to be able to even know what they're talking about. I just want to make it clear that we do not recap these movies. Correct. This is not a recap podcast. We review the movies. Correct. We always tell you what movie we're reviewing. We give a synopsis of the movie. It is highly suggested you watch the movie before you listen to her or maybe our review will make you want to watch the movie but it's not a recap it's not a long form synopsis of the movie Mm -hmm. um but we do talk about what the movie is about right but i think that's pretty typical for reviews to talk about the things they liked and the things that they didn't but to not we're not going moment by moment yeah we're not that's that's not our podcast that's not our podcast yeah and that's okay i know so if you'd like to flood us with reviews to bump up that rating, because, you know, those two stars are real painful. I know. <laughs> Let's hear a synopsis of Guiding Emily. Yes. This movie follows Emily as she struggles to cope with her new reality after losing her sight. And Garth, a potential guide dog struggling with his training, with a bit of help both make headway in their important transitions. Guiding Emily was filmed in and around Vancouver, Canada, as well as in Victoria. Beautiful filming locations. So freaking pretty. And Do you I love a, Emily's house? Oh, my God. I have a note Her about mom's it. house? Oh, yes. please take me there. Like, I want to retire there. Oh, the garden? 
I am. Sit me on that porch. Put me in front of that lake. Like, so pretty. It was gorgeous. So, so pretty. Whoever lives in that real life house, mm-hmm. I'm envious. Mm-hmm. This movie was based on the novel of the same name by author Barbara Hensky. It's also one of four in the series. Nice. The guide dog Garth was played by dog Owen, who is in fact training to be a guide dog himself. Listen, how cute is the name Garth so for cute. dog? So cute. I was like, if we get a boy dog, I love the name Garth. That's and a great name. Garth Brooks. Yeah, that's a great name. And they're not going to be one of many Garths at the vet. Yes. Like my dogs definitely are not the only Bailey and Coopers at the vet. Mm-hmm. Roxy and Penny. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I know two other pennies in my neighborhood alone. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Sarah Drew plays Emily. She has 49 acting credits, including a long running role as April Kepner on Grey's Anatomy, a show I have not watched in 20 years. She previously starred in Christmas in Vienna on Hallmark. Antonio Kubo plays best friend Matthew. He has 74 acting credits, including a role on Unreal, bingo, as well as Hallmark movies, Love at the Thanksgiving Day Parade, Garage Sale Mysteries, A Glen Brook Christmas, Christmas at the Golden Dragon, and A Winning Team. You know what I think about when I see the title, A Winning Team, don't you? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not I'm not even not even mentioning it. Moving on, Eric McCormick, best known as Will Truman from Will & Grace, has 79 acting credits and voices the dog of Garth. The screenplay was written by Betsy Morris, who has nine acting credits, including The Wedding Veil Inspiration from earlier 2023, as well as A Kismet Christmas and Snow Coming. Okay, here's my question for you. Well, first of all, I asked you earlier off mic, did we enjoy The Wedding Veil Inspiration? Yeah, that's, yes. We did. I don't think we didn't like any of them. No, I don't think so either. It was the Autumn Reeser round two. In the round two. Yeah. It's so hard to explain. Um, and I watched A Kismet Christmas last year. Enjoyed me, it. Me too. Snow Coming is a movie I'm not familiar with. I'm like, is this a play on like Homecoming? I believe so, yes. Oh, okay. Director Andy Makita has 32 directing credits, including episodes of Hallmark series Cedar Cove, The Good Witch, and Chesapeake Shores, as well as Virgin River on Netflix. I feel like Virgin River needs to be added to our bingo card now because I think so too. There is some huge crossover between the two. We need to do a news and notes bingo card. Okay. Hey, Peter Benson, another busy actor, plays dog trainer Mark. This is another actor who gets the best friend energy treatment. I realize I skipped over someone as I was in the middle of that, but yeah. Maddie Finocchio plays co-worker hero Drew, and with 100 acting credits, this guy deserves a leading role in a Hallmark movie. Give it to me. You know, he uh, shared our Instagram did recently. You know, he, I was like, give this guy a leading role, and it was he, he reshared it with, like, praying hands. <laughs> I love him. I love him. Me too. Toby Levins plays dead fiancé Connor and has appeared in both Unreal and Once Upon a Time, as well as a ton of Hallmark supporting actor roles. It's time for first impressions. Go okay. ahead. Okay. I have a video. I have a... Well, it's going to be an audio clip here. Can I play it? Yeah. This is... It's a deep cut. I really don't know if many people are going to get it. But here it goes. Is that Steel Magnolias? 
Terms of Endearment, oh. Shirley MacLaine, one of the best scenes ever. But I thought that Emily's mom was giving Shirley MacLaine energy in this movie. Yeah. Because Connor was such a dipshit. She's like, on for six hours. Yes. I just thought, like, I thought there was some parallel parallel energy there. Nice. My first impression is but one word, and it is redemption. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. All right, let's talk about what we liked. Well, I just love so much about this movie. Let's just put it out there. But I'm going to start at the beginning. I loved the relationship between the woman who raised Garth and baby puppy Garth. And when, oh, she said goodbye, I cry. Okay, that tracks because you were training a puppy right now. Yeah, you found that very relatable. I'm guessing. Yeah, except that dog is way better behaved than my dog. <laughs> you mean you wouldn't take your dog into a restaurant and be like down under Not under yet. the table? <laughs> Not yet. I see dogs at Home Depot and I'm like, nope. We're not there yet. Someday. We're not there yet. You will. You'll get there someday. Speaking of. I very much like this movie, too. I, While I was watching it, I texted Megan. I was like, have you watched Guiding Emily yet? It's so good. Mm-hmm. Usually we don't do a lot of that. Mm-mm. Sometimes I'll text you and be like, this is real bad. or this, But this one was really good. And this is what I liked so much about it. When Garth says, this is the last time <gasps> she'll see me, it set up such good suspense for me because it tells the audience, Emily's going to lose her sight at some point, but we don't know how mm-hmm. or when it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So for every like scene after that, there's like a car ride. She's crossing the street. Like I'm like, how's it going to happen? How's it going to happen? And then spoiler alert, if you haven't watched the movie, skip right through this part. When the rock falls and hits her in the head, I gasped. Yeah. <gasps> like this. I did this. It was, it was so good. Agree. Agree. It was so good. Look, we just touched on this. I loved Maddie Finocchio's best friend energy in this movie. And while I want to see him play play the lead in the main love interest, he just shone in this movie the way he Agreed. showed up for Emily he had these like kind of funny comedic moments, but he also was like this rock behind her. And he was like, we're going to kind of push you along the way yeah. and step back when it's time. But we're not going to let you just crawl into a hole and was give up on perfect? life. It's the kind of friend you want. Yes. I loved it. And then he makes an app that you can hear the scratching <laughs> sound of crossing yes. something off your to-do list. Yes. I knew you would love that. I did love that. I love him. I thought Sarah Drew was incredible. Mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with her. When I was looking through her IMDb, I saw that she had played a mom on the freeform show Cruel Summer, the first season of it, mm-hmm. which is a really good show. Second season, I didn't like so much. First season was really good. And I was like, ah, that's the face. But I thought she was incredible. I found her so believable. She is a great actor. There were several scenes that just sent me. Let me go through them. Please. When she wakes up in the hospital room Mm -hmm. and she's like freaking out a little bit, but like it's like asking questions like what happened? What happened? Thought that was really good. After they take the bandages off and she still can't sing and she's like, I can't say anything. I was crying. Yes. I don't cry during Hallmark movies. Hardly ever. Right. I usually fall asleep. I did not fall asleep in this one. 
when her jerk boyfriend says he's moving to Tokyo and she's like, you need to leave like yes. right now. I was like, yes. And it, even her interactions with the neighbor girl, girl Zoe, like she's so warm and like sweet to this girl. Like she has just been blinded. She has love. She she's so like offering advice. I'm like, yeah, it was just so good. Like we mentioned Grace and Addie. She was on that show for 10 years. Mm-hmm. On a Sorry. dramatic show, getting those acting chops. She had this storyline on Grey's Anatomy where she was pregnant with a baby who had a condition that was not compatible with life. Oh, man. And she played a very hardcore Christian on that show who didn't believe in abortion and who didn't. And there's this really incredible scene where she finds out what like that the baby has and how she's going to have to deliver that baby and her mother-in-law and her husband are with her and she's like how am I going to do this I saw it on TikTok the other day Ah. do you ever see people share like clips of TV shows on TikTok no (gasps) it's a weird side of TikTok to be on because you'll get like a 60 second clip of a TV show and you're like wait now I need to see more Mm, and once you've watched it you'll start getting more clips and then I'm like, why don't I just go watch the show? Now I've watched five minutes of the show mm-hmm. via 60-second clips. Anyway. And it was good. She, good scene. She's great. She's yeah. great. I'd love to see her in more Hallmark movies. Mm-hmm. I wonder if she will or not. I don't know. I think she could. I think she's great. I thought Maddie really brought it again in the comedy. His line, I've watched a lot of unsolved mysteries, and this is always how it starts to Connor, was a real zinger to me. <laughs> Speaking of uh, real zingers, the food server who helped her not once but twice in this movie, when she comes back to the restaurant and she's with Matthew now, the server says, like, the cane isn't the only new upgrade. I was like, I love the lines in this movie. I loved Lindy. Yes. I mentioned it earlier. Loved her mom, Martha, played by Christine Willis. When she just lays into Connor for being, like, I don't want to say that Connor was a jerk. I actually thought Connor was a really nice guy until, like, he couldn't cope. I thought he was a nice guy until she got hurt. But you don't yeah. just get to be a nice guy for the good part. It's in sickness and in hell. I agree. And he fell down on the job, as she said. And th- that is one of the things I liked about this movie that I often don't like about movies where they start off in one relationship and end up in another. I thought they did that really well. She was all in on that relationship oh, with yeah. Connor. It wasn't like they were a bad match. They clearly seemed like they were good for each other in a lot of ways. She was still committed to him. Even once the crack started to show when he seemed to not be willing to, and I want to talk about this and did you see that, but there were some signs that he was struggling to do what she needed him to do. Obviously, one of the most obvious is when she gets left alone for six hours. What the hell, man? Seriously. And walks away from her when she's in the bathroom. Could you even imagine? This phone call is so important. I have to walk outside and leave my recently blinded girlfriend on her first day out in a... No, I just, it's outrageous. So I thought they handled that. And that relationship was fully wrapped up before she even began Mm -hmm. to have feelings. And whether or not she had feelings for that friend before, it's not set up that way. It's just she genuinely was her best friend. Right. And she saw him in a different light after the fact. I thought that was well done. I agree. It wasn't like, oh, I have this relationship waiting in the wings for me as my other one falls apart. Yeah, that's what I was worried about uh, when it started. I was like, oh, no, Megan's going to hate this because they're gonna, she's going to jump relationships. But I they think, really didn't. I think they did it well. 
Yeah. And I also liked that Matthew showed up for her as a friend and wasn't there with ulterior motives. Mm-hmm. And even the first time when they almost kiss, he kind of like puts that distance between them. And to me, I'm reading more into it, but it felt like he was not trying to take advantage of the situation. Like I'm here altruistically as your friend, not in the hopes of getting this reward, so to speak. Mm -hmm. I really appreciated that they had casts that included blind actors. Oh, yeah. I wanted to talk about that in a minute. Okay. The other thing is there's some real wowie zowies in this movie. Dudes I'm not familiar with before this weekend. Antonio Capo and... Toby Levins, who plays Connor. Like, I know he was, like, not a great character, but I think these men are quite handsome. Oh, agree. Agree. Let's talk Wish. Okay. I want to go back to the disability elephant in the room. Okay. And I just because people are talking about it, this is an ongoing conversation we have here about should characters with disabilities be played by actors with disabilities. Mm -hmm. And typically, I'm in favor of that. Same. Strongly. Yeah. This was a different case because you've got an a character who was sighted in the beginning of the movie and had to go through the process of losing their sight. And I'm personally, and I don't really get to be the person to make that call, but as a viewer, I'm okay with the choice to use a sighted actor for her role. Mm-hmm. Particularly, again, to your point with using blind actors to play other blind actors in the movie. Oh, how do you feel about that? There while I was watching, there was a little bit of like push and pull of mm-hmm. what I was thinking, but I was like, well, how else would they have done it? Mm-hmm. You have a sighted person who tragically becomes blind. I doing- suppose the argument is a blind person could have played a sighted person. Okay. That's fair. That's fair too, I guess. It's not a clear line for me. In this case. Okay, I agree. As opposed to Chandler Massey's character in a previous movie. That was a very clear line. He should not have taken that role. Yeah. What's the feedback been on that? Where are people landing on that? I've seen people on both sides of it. I don't want to be the person who's like, "Mm, it doesn't matter to me in this case because Sarah Drew's such a great actor. I don't want to say that. Mm -hmm. I just, what do you do in this case? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Gotcha. I thought they did a nice job of... Talking about all of the modifications person who has lost their sight can use. They mm-hmm. talked about like descriptive audio on television programs mm-hmm. and they showed her going through the school for the blind and her friend creating the app. And I was really interested in her desk setup. He's like, oh, I've got a cup holder for your coffee mug so you don't accidentally knock mm-hmm. it over on your desk. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. I think that's interesting too. Sometimes I get a l- How do you say this? My thought is like, I'm curious as a viewer about the modifications. Yes. However, sometimes like, you know, when movies are trying to teach us something and it comes off as, I guess maybe like the closest example of recent is like the Love in the Great Smoky Mountains. Yeah, but did it feel like that? A little bit to me. Oh, because I felt Love in the Great Smoky Mountains to me felt like, and now a moment for learning. No. Oh, okay. Yes. I agree. It was happening in that movie. In this movie, no, it was not happening like that. I, okay. I thought it was done well in this movie. Okay. That's, yes, that's and how I felt. Maybe too. want to learn more. 
Yes. It didn't feel like they were taking a break from the story to teach me something. Yes. I'm glad I clarified. Do you have anything you wished for? I do. Just one. I'm not sure I needed the voice of Garth. Oh, voiceover for Garth. Gosh, I so disagree. Okay, t- you didn't enjoy it? I thought it was cute and I enjoyed his story, but his story was so secondary to for like sure. what was really happening in this movie. Now, I'm very curious about the books mm-hmm. and that book series, like how that like develops. First of all, when we have this talking dog, very cute. I loved all of it. I love dogs. I'm here for it. I thought, oh, my God, this dog is going to die. Oh. oh, I bet it happens in one of the older book series. What do you think? In like the later book series? Oh, no. Right. Well, you know, I did think when they're like, it takes two years of training, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like you can't give a puppy to a person who needs care. Yeah. that They need to be fully dialed in on their training. Sure. I was like, oh, man, two years in a lab that maybe lives for 10. Yeah. I know. That made me sad. I I just thought about that. I don't know. Like, I just, what did you think about the voiceover? So I kind of loved it. So when I, when we were looking at this movie, when we were doing our schedule, I saw Eric McCormick and I thought, oh my gosh, Eric McCormick in a Hallmark movie. And then it said, as Garth. And I thought, oh gosh, I thought it was, first of all, Eric McCormick really shown as a dog voice. I thought he was great. I love, I didn't think it sounded anything like him. Oh, interesting. Okay. But that's just me. Yeah. The other thing is, I thought it was real cute. I I thought it added a little bit of sweetness and light to the movie. Mm-hmm. I thought it helped us tell Garth's story a little bit more. Like, I don't know how else you would have. You couldn't. Made that connection you to couldn't. Emily. Yeah, you couldn't. So, because obviously the woman's not going to be like, we saw you in a coffee shop two <laughs> years ago. <laughs> totally. Totally. Um, but Garth remembers. Which, of course, is silly and coincidental. I didn't mind that. I didn't mind the, like, Garth remembers her throughout his life. Well, that like, she imprinted on him. Oh, then I start to wonder, like, is this, does that really happen with dogs? You know, I lost a dog this summer. So, like, I think about, like, what that dog thinks about. And then here we have, like, this voiceover of sure. this dog. Is putting, like, human thoughts to what dogs really feel or think. You know, I don't know. Well, okay, I hear you because last week my dog did his first day, real day at the trainer. And it was a little rough day for him, I think. A long day. Mm-hmm. They're nice to him there, to be clear. I just think it's a lot, a lot of hard work. And when we got out of the car, when I got home, I, like, opened the door and I went to the back seat. And he was just sitting there. And I kind of just, like, leaned in and he just put his face next to my face. And I applied all of those human emotions. Yeah. I'm like, are you just tired because you've been playing with other dogs all day? Are you like, don't well, make me go back? Right? <laughs> so, and I, it took me like, he goes back tomorrow, but it's taken me a full six days. I really was like, no, we're not doing this anymore. Stop it. Which obviously I know is the wrong choice. And I do think he genuinely liked it, but I applied all of those human yeah. emotions to him. Don't you need somebody to be like, no, that's well, not what a dog is thinking. Well, and that's why I asked you. I'm like, are we doing the wrong thing? Is this terrible? Really? My answer like, was no, by the way. sleep over it. Oh, my gosh, Megan. Like, I've laid awake being like, oh, gosh. Are you ready for did you see that? Yes. I just have a couple, two little things. Okay. In the hospital when Emily first wakes up, Connor's in a suit. Oh, okay. He's in like a sport coat and a work shirt. Okay. 
I don't understand the timeline. They were hiking. He was in hiking clothes. She mm. goes to the hospital. She has surgery. At some point, he's left the hospital. So maybe she's been there for a day or two before she's conscious again. Mm-hmm. You went to work during that time? <laughs> Apparently so. Like, I understand she, maybe her mom comes and she's like, go home, take a shower, and you come back. But you're still in, like, sitting in the hospital clothes. Yeah. That, to me, was, like, such a foreshadowing of who his mm. character was when mm. I saw that. Like, Good this catch. is your priority that you're already working yeah. How it couldn't have been more than 48 hours. Yeah. Good catch. What's your other one? Emily says, sprinkles don't go on donuts. And what kind of wild take is that? Right? That's my donut of choice. I love a sprinkled. <laughs> I love many donuts. I do not have a one true donut, but I love a sprinkle. Who sprinkled donuts are very popular. I know. I love a sprinkled donut. That was so weird. What a weird note. I only have one. Did you see that? And it was one scene where Emily's wearing bandages and sunglasses, and it's shot from the side. And I can see that the bandage is, like, far enough away from her eye that, like, she's – I can see her eyelashes blinking. Oh, interesting. You know, obviously she's not, like, walking around with real bandages taped to her eyes. I mean, they are real bandages. My point is, like, they're probably not, like, really stuck on tightly. I just thought, well, that's weird. Maybe they're just blocking the light. They're not actually like. Because she had graduated. At one point, they were like fully wrapped around her head. Right. And then she graduated to they were just over her eyes. Right. Maybe she had graduated to like a looser bandage that was blocking the light but allowed some airflow. I got a question too. As I was watching, I just, just thought about this. They didn't show her at all getting ready, getting mm-hmm. dressed for the day, mm-hmm. showering, any sort of like self-care stuff. I, yes. And maybe it's just because it's difficult to sh- show that. She didn't want to portray a blind person as a sighted person, you know. Putting her clothes on. Right. Exactly. I was actually like wondering like, oh, I haven't seen any of that stuff. And then now with some perspective, I'm like, oh, maybe because it would have just maybe been in poor taste. I don't know. Yeah, I'm always curious about details like that. I love mm-hmm. logistics and like the how-to behind things. Right. And there was one moment where she was learning to use the walking stick and she was wearing this really cute outfit. She had like these like deep, stripy pants on. And I was like, what's the what's the logistics there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I did notice her clothes. They were all very cute. Mm-hmm. Let's rate this movie. Okay, I'm ready. Five stars. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I gave it 4.75 and it was just because of the voiceover I really felt stuff. like giving it 4.75 because it feels wild to give a movie five stars. I can't think of there wasn't anything I didn't like. I, I just loved it. I, okay, see, now I feel like a jerk knocking it down a little bit. You didn't love the dog. It's okay. I love the movie though. I thought the movie was incredible. And why is it on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries? And I'm going to say it. Hallmark of Movie Mysteries puts out better movies than Hallmark. Often, yes. What the hell? I don't get I don't get it. What multiverse are this we living in? a Hallmark in? drama movie, but it was on Movies and Mysteries. Because uh, cable subscription sometimes includes the Hallmark channel, but not Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, mm-hmm. and they want you to bump up that that extra. Okay. That's my guess. Whatever. That's, I, that's my guess. That's I, why I they love have the movie. Channels. I would totally watch it again. Me too. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. 
of Girls Gone Hallmark. You heard our reviews earlier this episode. If you want to add yourself to that list of people leaving reviews for Girls Gone Hallmark, good reviews, <laughs> please do so. And you might hear your review read on a future episode. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.